On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're talking about the Smash DLC, reacting to the Detective Pikachu trailer, and Nintendo's gearing up for the next Zelda game. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani, and this week I'm joined by Daniel Budworth. Hello. How's it going? Doing good. It's been a while since you've been on here, I think. Has it? Yeah. Feels it's been like a while it, since I've been done. Yeah, it feels, my, I've been in a hole, so I it don't feels know. like I haven't seen Blood <laughs> in a long time. Yeah. It feels like a long time. Yeah. And Michael Huber. I'm intimidated. I'm with the Nintendo big boys right now. <laughs> out of my element. <laughs> but we're talking about Smash Brothers and DLC stuff. And I know Huber, you like talking about characters. Yes. And like potential characters for and, Smash Brothers. And you just teased Zelda. I had no idea that that was even on the radar right now. So I'm it's, all, it's like all speculation. <laughs> I okay, love speculation. Okay. It's fun stuff. There's no like details. There's, they're hiring staff. We'll get to it. It's a fun segment, I cool. think. And uh, before we get to that, uh, I don't always do corrections on this show. In fact, I rarely do them at all. But I'm going to do one correction <laughs> from last episode because we were, we were talking about the Smash Brothers leaks. But before that, uh, I wanted to talk about, we do a segment called Flash News sometimes. We just go down like a quick set of uh, headlines. Mm-hmm. One of them was that Mario Kart 64 originally was gonna, we considered a no item mode. And uh, we speculated for a long time about, oh, like how good like Mario Kart would be uh, without items. But we were like, no, it's like we love it with items. Like it actually makes it good. But it would be nice if it had like Smash Brothers level of options where totally. you could customize everything. And of course, a lot of people came out and said, "Yo, did you not know Mario Kart 8 lets you do that already?" But then someone, <laughs> someone was like, "No, no, 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 no your error is not even like it's more egregious than that." Do you know since Double Dash there have been item modif- item modifiers? And I was like, oh, "Yeah, I just you know what this is like, yeah, we I messed up." Yeah, but it also goes to We're show human. love the items in there. Like you, mm-hmm. I might complain about that blue shell. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's chaos. The blue know. shell is annoying. Yeah, turn blue it shell, off. but you got the horn, air horn. Just up the air horn drop mm. percentage. Like if a blue shell's in play, you should have next item box you get should give you a fifty percent chance of getting. <laughs> and if you get, if you deflect a blue shell, you should get a shield. Dude, you need to do risk reward stuff in yeah. Mario Kart. Uh, but that was the only correction from that. Um, we got some flash news though, and we're starting off with a little bit of a sad downer for the first one. Uh, Mario Sagale, mm. person. Who Mario was uh, named after, basically. It's debatable the truth of that story. Yeah, but, yeah. We'll, we'll be nice. <laughs> we'll be nice here because uh, they, they unfortunately have passed away at the age of 84. Oh. Uh, as Bud was mentioning in the references to the story, that apparently, um, m- basically, before Mario was known as Mario, he was known as Jumpman. But Nintendo was looking to give him a proper name. And uh, the story goes that they decided to go with Mario because it was the same name as the warehouse landlord that Nintendo of America uh, was uh, leasing from at the time. Mm. And that's uh, that's how the story goes. But uh, there is, yeah, there's some. Yeah. There's some. It's, it's later yeah. come out that that may not be necessarily true. Yeah. That may have been trumped up a little bit for, uh, for a book. Yeah, Interesting. <laughs> potentially. But I mean, there's also one like John Kirby for the name of Kirby as well. Um, Nintendo America like suggested to Japan like they picked that name uh, when they were rebranding Kirby when it was originally Mister or not Mister just Po 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 was the original name of po, it. Po, yeah, po, yeah, po. yeah. Mister Po Po. That's funny. That makes and sense. And the game wasn't like there wasn't tracking well in Japan with their f- focus testing and like the orders and stuff. So. They were freaking out and stuff, and they, they went overseas into America. Hey, can you look at this character and give us a name? And they're like, yeah, this lawyer just defended us in Nintendo v. Universal. The case about uh, 
whether or not Nintendo is allowed to use uh, Donkey Kong because they Universal said it was too similar to King Kong. Mm. And uh, Nintendo, uh, their lawyer, they won the case for them. That's why uh, King Kong, Donkey Kong exist separately and continue to exist. And Donkey Kong gets to exist to, to this day. Dude. Uh, but that story is definitely true because there's a lot of like first-hand accounts from mm. that. So, awesome. Yeah. Um, next bit, uh, real quick. Uh, Junichi Masuda, longtime director, producer, always cited as one of like the co-creators of like Pokemon. Originally a composer, and not I don't know if he's sorry. Let me back up. I don't think he's a co-creator. Uh, he is one of the, he composed the music for the original one, uh, the the infamous Lavender Town thing. Mm. If anyone could ever get that, uh, Masuda alone is to be like, tell me the truth about Lavender Town, the OG version. That was <laughs> that was him and stuff. Um, I I don't know Lavender Town. Oh, the, the the creepy pasta about how uh, Japan—if you listen to it—it it causes you to com- like commit suicide and stuff. Whoa! Yeah, dude. Yeah. What? And they changed it, but like that's the, that's the urban legend. That's the myth. Is that? Whoa! Yeah, that the song got changed because someone supposedly killed themselves in Japan whoa. by listening to it. Crazy. Same with like the but, I mean, also you know something similar was the whole like episode of uh, Pokemon with the flashing eyes that caused uh, seizures and stuff. But that was actually true. So. I just remember uh, the Simpsons one. Mr. Sparkle. The flashing uh, eyes. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, I didn't... Uh, but Masuda's been there for a long time. And he is pretty much like the one in charge of Pokemon right now. Mm. Uh, but he made a... He made it, in a recent interview, he basically said that Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikmin Let's Go Pikachu will be his last uh, Pokemon game he will be in a director... Uh, service director on. Mm. Uh, and basically looking to pass it on to a younger generation. And... Uh, yeah, there are like there are other uh, employees at Game Freak who are service directors on other Pokemon games. They have like four or five others who di- directed Pokemon games in recent times. Who did Sun and Moon? Do you know? Um, so there is a uh, it's uh, Shigeru uh, Omori um, is one like I basically looked them over, and some of them are still old. Like one of them is the co-creator of Pokemon as well, mm-hmm. and like a few of them are like about as old as Masuda. So if you're looking for younger ones, I felt like. Yeah, as I said, Shigeru Omori, who joined as a designer starting with Ruby and Sapphire. Nice. So, you know, uh, a little later in there. And then even more recently, um, Kazumasa Iwao, uh, who started working on Black and White, was their mm-hmm. debut. Always wanted to play those. Uh, Kyle always says the story is really good in Black and White. Yeah, he also says I spoiled the story of one of those, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Very, which I think might have been X and Y. No, it was a... Uh, is either black and white or X and Y. I forget which one it was, but uh, yeah, like a cha- potential change of the guard there for Pokemon at, at Game Freak internally. So hmm. that uh, you know, th- that also means you know the next Pokemon may expect new things for it. I don't know. Like well, it, they've already kind of promised that, but yeah, yeah. Like, but I guess like with this, with Breath of the Wild, they brought in a lot of like new team members, like younger members, let them run wild with some of those ideas. Run wild. Run the wild. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, okay. Um, but like it's a good thing. Like it's a good thing to like I've always said like I appreciate uh, these long term directors, especially at Nintendo. Like AJ Anuma, like done a lot of work for, for the Legend of Zelda series and he's made fantastic games. But at the same time I do feel like it would be nice to have someone else have a chance to yep. step into a directorial uh, position for the Legend of Zelda series and try some new ideas or try their own ideas for what they think a Zelda game should be. And uh, Fujibayashi got that chance. Uh, he had already been a part of previous Zelda games like Skyward Sword and started all the way back with uh, the the flagship games, with the, the Oracle games and then the Minish Cap 
had been there for a while in a Four Swords, OG Four Swords, not a Four Swords Adventures. And uh, yeah, you got to see like what he could do in a director capacity. And you know, there's probably plenty of others, you know, there. Like Koizumi has been a long, like a long, like running name there at Nintendo as well, and has done great things with Nintendo, uh, with Mario series. But I think you know there could be something. Uh, you know that that shows a sign like everyone associates Shigeru Miyamoto or Takashi Tezuka with uh, uh, with Mario and Zelda yeah. and stuff, and now you see these new names, but now they're not so new anymore. So mm-hmm. I guess it's like a new generation. But yeah, nice fun news. But let's talk about Smash Brothers. Smash <laughs> Smash Brothers. They had a big direct. They had a forty minute direct. It's like longer than E three. <laughs> How do you feel about it? How do you feel about Smash Brothers getting a longer direct than E three? Um, I think it's, in certain contexts, it could be fine. I felt like this one was, like, really weirdly deep down in the weeds in ways that it didn't need to be, you know? Very detail-heavy, yes. Yeah, and it just, and, and I think the thing that really throws it off is just, spirits is such a weird thing that I don't know that I care about at all. And so it, it it has a strange like back and forth in my brain because like on the one hand is like, well this is new and it's completely different than anything that Smash Bros has done before, so it makes sense to explain it and how it works and all of that. But at the same time, I'm just like, uh, I don't know that I want this. Like I don't know what it'll take to show me that I would want to do this. <laughs> how do you feel when they finally unveiled World of Light though, like a story adventure mode, and now that's with the RPG elements now, spirits might make a little bit more sense. Sure, uh, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think perhaps that would have been better to have been presented first. Maybe it's go. in order, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people have said that statement. Yeah, because it, it's yeah. like if you really like you present this this mode and you see how it works and everything, and then you see the benefit of spirits. I uh, I think you know, and have they said whether or not definitively that like spirits won't be in any part of any kind of competitive play? Is it only for that mode? So they, they, I don't think they, I forget if they outright ruled it for online play. I know like local play, I think it's allowed, but like I, no competitive scene is going to allow, even if it's sure. possible, it won't be allowed. And I think for online, um, I, 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 I think there's the settings. You basically can like tick those off. I, I, Sorry, I didn't look at the image again. They clearly showed the image. Yeah. I don't like know if you can scroll down. There'll probably yeah. be, at the very least, there'll probably be an option to tick it off. Like, I don't want to fight anyone who's right. using spirits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the way they also talked about the online matchmaking was, was those options weren't guaranteed. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a the, preference. Yeah, there's like I'd prefer not to be at these people, but if they can get you with somebody quicker, then they're gonna give it to you. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll just go by their algorithms about the the queue times. Basically, if it says it's gonna be like longer than X amount of minute, minutes, well, it'll probably prioritize uh, certain things that like more people are checking and like ignore other conditions. Mm-hmm. But I have to believe that there are gonna be a lot of people are ticking off that uh, don't let me play with people using spirits. They'll probably be like. People want to play with it, but I think mm-hmm. there'll be a healthy pool of people who don't want to play against yeah. people using spirits, if that's the case. Um, I think for me, it's just, over the years, especially with, what, 70 characters now? 74. Yeah. Over <laughs> 70 characters. I feel like Smash Brothers has gone through this weird cycle where it used to be, look, this this is a simple fighting game. Like, all you have to do is grab these characters, grab any character, and every character essentially controls the same. Like, they all have u- unique moves and stuff like that. 
but you know you've got your side B, you've got your stationary B, you've got your down B, and, and you you sort of know what to expect. And now oh, there are so many weirder okay. characters, you know, like like uh, Olimar and like Ryu and and and, and they've just got all these uh, Bayonetta. I think even has some weird things. There's all these Which other time? things to like keep track of already, and then you throw on oh yeah. Any character can have like all of these extra support characters giving them augments and things. I'm like, oh, okay, gosh. So yeah. this this is a good point uh, I want to bring up because I'm gonna dig back into the past here. Excellent. Because I love Sakurai, Sakurai uh, when he first started working at HAL Laboratory, when he was getting into game design, uh, his, his philosophy at the time was that he wanted games that could uh, a skilled player could enjoy but also anyone can enjoy he wanted accessibility and that philosophy you know basically got him like his chance essentially because Awada at the time also subscribed to that theory but more importantly uh, when they were designing the original Smash Brothers game uh, Sakurai noted that at the time the problem with fighting games he noted that they didn't sell very well uh, was because you had all the had these big lineups of these protagonists, because every fighter, almost every fighter at the time, is a hero. They're like a good guy, and so the problem of like a player identifying like who, who do I pick? They're all the good guys. Like single player games usually give you here's your hero, or maybe you get like a second character at most, like in two player mode, and having to pick from like anywhere from eight, sixteen, or more characters, you found that was like a ch like a hurdle for a lot of players at the time. Also, getting invested in those characters or backgrounds or stories, he, he thought he believed that in an arcade version of a fighting game. The story wasn't as important because you were there just to like get your quick fix. You were there for like the basically the gameplay, yeah. but for the home console version of a fighter, you you needed more background. You wanted to get to know the characters. So seeing how Smash Brothers Ultimate is, but where you're talking about all these different layers and stuff, seems like way out of the like out of league for what like Sakurai originally got into making Smash Brothers in the first place for. So it's a little I I I sense some frustration sometimes with him. Like he said, like that's the reason that he doesn't like to tweet as much at fans and stuff mm -hmm. because there's just too much demands oh, yeah. and the, stuff the like amount. that. Yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine. And I, I feel can't like imagine, dude. Yeah, <laughs> this seems like insane. Like, like you tweet gone. one thing and I, pff, like five minutes, you got five hundred tweets back at you. Like no. But uh, but yeah, that's a good point, Huber. Like, how do you feel about like the the story mode when you like, saw dude. World of Light and stuff like that? So hyped, Damiani. Were you with me when? Okay, in the cutscene, right, when Kirby Crash lands for a brief moment, Damiani, I thought he crash landed in the key grave, the key grave uh, <laughs> graveyard, the keyblade key graveyard. Grave. I thought he landed there. I was like, dude, sore showing up. Because <laughs> it looks like, yeah. I like where your mind goes, Hubert. But uh, it, it wasn't, obviously. But then, so I was like slightly disappointed, right? Because I was like, oh, that would have been perfect. Like... You know, Sora shows up there. I was a little disappointed, right? But then we see something I didn't expect. Snake Eater Revolver Ocelot. Like, <laughs> just briefly flash on the screen. Uh, so I loved it. I loved, I loved obviously, the huge cinematic before. But then also seeing, like, uh, you know, Rathalos, like, lurking around on the map. It just seems like something I want to sink my teeth into rather than, uh, you know, like a one-off you know, climb the ladders or, or what, you know, it's single player like that. It looks oh, yeah. substantial. Like this, this looks like an RPG, like full on. It looks like 
So it, it looks like it's in the same vein, mm-hmm. built off of Subspace Emissary from which, yeah. was, which was in Brawl, but skipped over last year because last year he had yeah. he had Smash Run on the 3DS and Smash Tour on the on the Wii U, which yeah. is Skip. Basically a Mario Party. So Subspace back. So very excited. Because it just looks like there, I bet, I bet like so many unlocks are going to happen in this. Like I'm ready oh, to just yeah. play through this. Yeah, they talk unlock. like that's going to happen. I, yeah. I feel like that's where the majority of the unlocks are to come from so because you're starting pumped. with a, a small base roster. I love yeah. that. Which, so very, very excited. Which is probably the concession that Sakurai made is that I, I want initially oh, players to be able to transfer save files anymore. <laughs> yeah, I want to oh, jump into like a smaller roster so it's easier mm-hmm. to like try out the game. But later right. on, you'll have like you know yeah. all these fighters. Um, the one co- one thing that was a little interesting is that uh, when we're talking about spirits and these like these two D sticker images that will be applied to characters, uh, they're essentially taking the place of trophies. Yeah. Uh, so how do you feel about the, the their explanation was that it's a lot of effort and work to go into making mm-hmm. these 3D models, mm-hmm. lots of 3D models that are only ever used for this one game. Mm-hmm. And it's like against Nintendo's kind of like design philosophy of like making assets and tools that can be shared across like different departments. Mm-hmm. And it was just like labor intensive or something that was so kind of like, you know, specific. Yeah. Uh, so do you lament the loss of trophies and how do you feel about their explanation for why they're cutting them out? I mean, it, it, they are a lot of work, and they were always crazy amount of detail. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I feel like they've had their time, you know. Like th- the in melee and brawl, trophies were really crazy because you got to see all of these things uh, from games that you didn't even know about. You, you'd get trophies from these these obscure Japanese NES games and stuff, and. We, we we've seen that now. We know those things. We have the 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 internet has enlightened us to all of the weird uh, Nintendo back history, and so yeah, I don't think that they need to do it just because they've always done it. I, I think that we we've, we've we've gotten our fix of how cool those things would be, and I I can't see myself enjoying them the same way that I did in Melee or Brawl. It was weird in the cinematic, though. They make a big deal about it. You know, they're like sucking up Mario and turning him into a trophy, you know, with red eyes or whatever. So it seemed like they're part of the plot. So, yeah, so, he, so yeah, Hubert, to clarify, that's actually the. So the Sakurai confirmed it during direct, which is mm-hmm. like something like a lot of people have been like saying for a while is that. Uh, the Smash Brothers characters are just toys, essentially, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily trophies, but like like amiibos, glorified amiibos, essentially. Uh, dating back to the original Smash Brothers, with the intro, you go into that that room and you see the toys and they come to life. Mm-hmm. And in Brawl, you saw that uh, the characters, they, uh, I mean, even in Melee, you saw like them, like they would be like the 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 trophy form or the toy form come to life. But especially in Brawl, you saw like the the villains use like guns to turn everyone in back into their toy form. Yeah, and, and so space emissary you're seeing that continued here okay. where mario is like toy slash trophy creating evil clones like that got it and i think that's like kind of like a theme they've gone with but to your point bloodworth i think it was i i don't think it was i think it was wise to expect like a knee-jerk reaction from some people that they'd be reasonably upset about losing trophies but the more you sit there and think about it like how how much time did you really go through your trophy collection after like melee and brawl like the I last st- like the last game yeah. it was like when you uh, unlock it, you stare at it for a minute. Yeah, you like look at it for on. a second, but like you don't really like go back to it. I th- mm-hmm. At least I didn't go back to it that yeah. often once I'd already seen it. Even my favorite thing of all time, Batman, like unlocking concept art. Right? You know, oh, I, that sure. is, I, concept art is my favorite thing. Batman is my favorite thing. 
still only stare at it for a second. Yeah. See it. Cool. Move on. So I think that, yeah, similar situation. I think it's knee-jerk reaction, like you said, where initially it's like, oh, we don't get the thing that we're used to and we love. But, you know, you probably hop into Ultimate and you'll forget about it in an hour. <laughs> and these serve a more practical function now in the game. Mm-hmm. They will power up your characters, at the very least in World of Light story mode. Yeah. And so I, I think they kind of killed two birds with one stone there. Mm-hmm. They, they they get to you make something that's a little less intensive for them, but it also serves as a practical application for mm-hmm. the, the design of the game. Um, I, I bet there's still like some kind of a other additional visual imagery awards in the game mm. as well. Like, they obviously have the challenge stuff is coming back. Dude, was Ocelot cool uh, an assist? Uh, is that what it was? It briefly flashed It was a spirit. It was a spirit. Okay. spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that's the thing, like, Got just it. real quick. Like, spirits are, like, these, like, character images you yeah. unlock by fighting battles, meeting certain conditions. Then you got to break this force field barrier mm-hmm. around the actual right. spirit to claim it. And then you can apply like a, a primary one to your character, and then eventually you'll unlock three secondary slots as well. Cool. And uh, that's like you just build your collection as you go that way. Um, but there's some other stuff uh, as we segue into the, the DLC stuff. Uh, they close it out with a uh, two two final like announcements. Basically, that uh, I think it's misunderstood. People think it's a pre-order only incentive right now for a Piranha Plant, not PD Piranha. PD Piranha is the 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 Smash, uh, yeah. Sunshine. Final, yeah, smash. final smash, sorry, yeah. uh, move for Piranha Plant. Uh, but I saw, like, I even read a, a whole article that was calling out Speedy Piranha is unlocked. I think I was like, eh, everyone's making this mistake, but it's fine. Uh, but basically, the details are if you purchase and register your game uh, with your My Nintendo account by January 31st, uh, Piranha Plant will join the battle when it's available. So you don't actually need to pre order it, yeah, right now, uh, to yeah. get that. I think that's what people were a lot of people were running with that. And uh, so that's the first one. So Piranha Plant, let's start there. Uh, do, you, do you like that choice? Uh, what do you think about Piranha I mean, it's, Plant? Yeah. It's fine. It's an iconic Mario enemy. enemy yeah. It's an iconic enemy. I mean, Piranha Plants grew grew up avoiding these things, like the plague, you know? <laughs> I don't want to get, get them away from me. I'm throwing my Koopa shell at them to, uh, to take them out. Now you so, get to have like, fun with it. Yeah. So It's a goofy, like yeah. fun character, and it's... As Interesting. A, yeah, and as a as a like a you know incentive to buy the game, you get this thing. It it seems like it's right in that middle ground where if you get it, you're stoked because again, piranha plants are, are iconic and cool. But if you don't get it, you're like, oh, it's just a piranha plant. I just I feel like it's right in this middle ground versus something like Soul Calibur Six that had. Uh, you know, a, a fan favorite character from three as a pre-order thing. You know, people mm-hmm. were missing out. If you mained that character, you were disappointed. So I think this is kind of a kind of a nice middle ground. Definitely. Um, I, uh, yeah. It's it's weird to me to think of something like that, like a character that people will use for years to just be locked out, locked away, locked out. I, I, I don't. I have a hard time actually believing it. <laughs> I have a hard time yeah. believing that after January 31st, nobody else will ever get this well, thing. Well, I don't think they actually... They don't yeah. say you never can get yeah, it. Yeah, you probably just I, unlock it or you, through the World of Light mode. No. Or? You probably pay for there it. There you yeah. go, Bloodworth. That's the assumption is that it won't be free after January 31st. They're giving you an opportunity. It's basically to get people to buy the game right away and register it within that like initial month, two-month window yeah. and, and to get those... like. 
sails in. Is there going to be a in-game currency situation where you can earn enough to buy these characters? I don't, so. I don't know about buying. No, like the buying unlocks. No, but there has always been a there are yeah. coins yeah, in yeah. Smash Brothers, and you use those in like the shop to yep. buy. Like I'm mean, gonna imagine it could be like spirits and power ups yeah. and stuff. Because before it was always trophies. It was yeah. like buy. Mm-hmm. You can like unlock trophies and like certain like I think me fighter outfit stuff. Do you, as do well. you think because no. the plant is in kind of a weird situation with like early. Buy, buying the game early, do you think that maybe the Piranha could enter the in-game shop with coins at a later I, date or something? I personally don't believe I, that. I, yeah, I, I doubt it. I know, it's a, that's disappointing, but I think it's the reality. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, the, there's one other option. They could withhold it to, like, a longer period of time, like, after the release, and make it free again. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, let's say six months after the release. Like, hey, come back in now and play online mode. It's kind of like what they did with Mario Tennis. Mm. You compete in one online tournament. You can unlock Piranha Plants that way or something like that. They either will hold it for monetary gain or to, like... Incentivize people to to play, to keep the player base. Or if they do, like, say, a character pass. Uh, You, you know, you get all five characters and Piranha Plant kind of thing. And speaking of that, Bloodworth just referenced the DLC plans, which was the the final announcement of the the Smash Direct. Uh, They are going to be doing essentially a season pass. They're calling it the Fighter's Pass. It'll consist of five individual DLC packs bundled together. Uh, Each one individually will include one new character, one new stage, and an assortment of musical tracks. Uh, Doesn't specifically say they'll be... Doesn't say like the stage track tracks and character will all be like from the same IP or anything like that but that's what you'll be getting that's the way that these yeah, things would it's, work. yeah the assumption is that's it would, the way yeah, it would go it would all but be from the same thing yeah. doesn't explicitly say that just want to be careful um, and you also if you buy the the fighters pass you'll also get uh, uh, me sword fighter costume uh, Rex from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 right. which Okay, so just a way to throw Xenoblade Chronicles two out there without putting them properly in a game. But yeah, I mean it's been a lot. That's like you know give and tug with this game, give and take. Sorry, uh, uh, it is available to so you can basically here's how you can do this. Right now you can pre-order the game and this fighter pass as a bundle right now. So you can go out and pre-order that now. How much are we talking? Uh, it's addi- It's twenty four ninety nine for the for the uh, fighters pass. Okay, but you can't buy it separately just yet. Starting on December seventh, the day of the game comes out, you can then just buy the Fighters Pass by itself okay. for twenty four ninety nine. And if the, like, let's say they reveal the characters before then, yeah, like let's say maybe at the Game Awards or something like that. Who knows? Um, they are giving you the option to buy each one individually. Great. And each one individual one will cost uh, five ninety nine each. And uh, that that's their like that's their and it's going to go through February of twenty twenty twenty. I believe is the the, the, the that's how that's the so basically that's how long it's gonna take for them to all come out. Yeah, essentially okay. the five of them. Five characters in a year. That's pretty steady. It's yeah. good. So it's very good. That that's their plan for that. Um, but the thing is, um, they haven't announced the lineup yet. They're just they and they did put messaging out there like, please carefully consider that we are not telling you who these are yet. Like we we haven't like finished right. it. It's we don't uh, you're not you don't know it is. So consider that. That's why they're giving you. They're trying to give you different options, but at the same time, they they do want you to buy into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone's maybe the four champions from Breath of the Wild and a Babam. There you go, Babam. <laughs> yeah, King, King Babam. Yeah, or um, Thwomp. 
thwomp. I want to be a thwomp. What if they just like each month they just start adding like a new like Mario <laughs> <Ridiculous. anime>. yeah. <laughs> Goomba, <laughs> the Mario movie Goomba, <laughs> go Goomba. Uh, but yeah, as you said, people want to know what these characters are, so mm-hmm. everyone's like searching for clues, want to know some like inside information. But Sakurai recently tweeted out, uh, doesn't as we said, he doesn't ever tweet. Tweeted out three a three part tweet that sent, I think it was three part that said essentially the lineup. For the DLC characters is complete. So they've made their selections. However, he revealed that Nintendo, not him, made the selection, final selections for those five characters. So that kind of caused a little bit of a commotion. Because Sakurai has, had been picking all the characters previously. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he would do he would do a poll, like the Smash poll. And some of the ones who would place at the top, if they were possible, eventually made it in. That's like how King oh, yeah. King K. Rool, uh real quick. King K. Rool. King Cruel? King, King K. Rool. There's a period after the K, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. King K. Rool. Someone was like, it's, it's King Cruel. I'm like... It's King K. Rool. I know Which, what the, I know what they're trying you, to do, but like I'm yeah. pretty sure you, uh, when you say it, it's King K. Rool. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, it's a weird aside. Yeah. Um, but also like like Ridley. It's like, oh, uh, fans really wanted that. So he had a habit of trying to make it happen and appeasing the fans to an extent. Mm-hmm. So now that the commotion is about, oh, Nintendo's going to pick really safe picks. So like... The worry is now no Gino, no banjo, like all those like pie in the sky dreams, just not possible anymore. Because no, 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 if no. Nintendo's the one, like the executives are picking them, it's going to be very safe picks that are going to promote like games. I, I don't um, think so. I do think banjo is still like this weirdly realistic possibility. Uh, you mentioned Sora. Sora, dude. I think timing-wise, that could be Come somewhat on. in the ballpark. Before we get into some it's speculation, it's so perfect. You can just except see there's it. not been that that many. Like the what has one or two ever come to a Nintendo? Platform? Dream Drop no. was 3DS. Dream Drop was 3DS, yeah. and he had Chain of Memories, Chain the original memories. one, right. on there, and Chain the two DDS, DDS, two DS games, mm-hmm. uh, three, five, eight over two days, and uh, so I mean that could happen, but it's yeah, it's a little uh, weird. Coded or coded, sorry. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, problem with Sora is probably like a problem with a lot of characters. Sora is a licensing nightmare because it's, it would involve Disney and Square Enix uh, with King oh, of Hearts. Oh, Sora himself is actually yeah, owned like, Disney we, as well. There's all these rumors about like the, the, the old joke is that like the shoes are like owned by Disney and like the <laughs> different body parts and clothing items are owned by different there people. There is a Mickey Mouse on the Keyblade, right? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. belt buckles the, are no more. Uh, yeah. You know, you so... <laughs> Whether there's truth or not in that, the fact that it's coming from an IP that has involvement with Disney means there's just another you know person, another entity you have to go- potentially go through to get approval. And someone dug up a quote from Sakurai from ten years ago, uh, so around the Super Smash Brothers mm-hmm. Brawl time, about uh, and the exact quote was from an interview, and it basically said, Sakurai said it is impossible for manga characters to join Smash Brothers. While we can accept characters from other companies, specifically probably like video game companies, we cannot under any circumstances take anything and everything under the sky. That's because Smash Brothers is a game that requires everyone's cooperations. Cooperation, sorry. Uh, so essentially he's referencing like anime and manga are owned by like conglomerates, like committees essentially of like different big companies yeah. have a stake in them. So the biggest I, I everyone's will still believe everyone's been saying like oh, I want Goku, Goku. Smash. even I just say that no, like, it'll be amazing but that's just 
think about when those characters appear in games, just either just, in their own games or Shonen Jump crossover, yeah, where Shonen right. Jump like has like ownership stake in that and can negotiate and, and like in good faith with those companies For to sure. make it happen. I just the reason I will always believe. Well, there's many reasons I'll always believe, but one of the main <laughs> reasons I'll, I'll I'll choose to believe that it could happen is because Smash has a legacy now. You know, you you know that you're if you if you lend out your character, they're gonna do right by that character. They're gonna they're gonna respect the the move set, the visual identity of the character. Uh, so you know, if it, it'd be one thing if it was like, you know, a random person calling up. Toriyama and be like, hey, we want Goku in uh, our game. Well, what game is it? Oh, I, you know, we're we're a brand new game. It's like, no, it's Smash Brothers. So I think there's enough goodwill there to uh, to maybe break down these barriers. Um, Crash Bandicoot came out on Switch. Mm-hmm. That is true. I, I, that's a pretty that's a pretty good one. That would be a pretty good get. <laughs> I, I, w- I would definitely say that the despite even if. It wasn't Sakurai picking the last five DLC characters. Yeah. I could see something like Banjo, st- like Banjo because it still even makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. that kind of cooperation between Microsoft and Nintendo to promote like both of them yep. would be a big deal. Yeah. I, I, and I think in, in worth their time. I know I bring it up a lot, mm-hmm. but Fortnite crossplay yeah. with Nintendo like this. This is a post Fortnite handshake world. So uh, these, well, these yeah, we had, easy we had Minecraft before that too. Yeah, yeah so. and Minecraft as well. That's, so a Minecraft character is another rumored one that people Ooh, think might be possible. Yeah. It might even be more like beneficial. Minecraft than I never thought be, it'd be more beneficial possible. to use them. Like what's Dude. his name, Steve or something? Or yeah, what, yeah, I forget the character name. Crazy. But you brought up Fortnite, Hubert. Mm-hmm. Literally, like they could grab one of the Fortnite like Ghoul Trooper or whatever. Yeah, throw him in there. Throw, like even it. it if it's just a assist trophy, it's just like a start or something. Yeah. Um, but imagine a like playable Fortnite character in yeah. Smash. Like, probably be bigger than any. Not of those. even that. Yeah. Just I, I'm not even speaking for a Fortnite character because I would want so many other characters uh, other yeah. than that. But just the relationships. It, yeah, it makes you know? it definitely makes sense, Huber. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though that quote, this, this quote excluding manga characters, is, is it's a ten years dagger old. to the heart. It's, Dami, it's also ten, year, that it's ten years old. Oh, it's ten years old. Oh. I mean, just, the fact that it would still wouldn't be it would still be a licensing nightmare. Yeah, but I've like crazier things have happened. <laughs> crazier things have crazier happened. things have Shenmue happened. Three exists. Yeah, <laughs> crazier things have happened. We're we're in, we're in the era of dreams. <laughs> we here, are. We are. And <laughs> we got to choose to believe. Yes. And uh, well, I I don't think Goku will make it. <laughs> we got an uh, character in there, man. We I got I, I, would, to. I bet you at some point there was at least discussions about. In a room about, yeah. could we do Goku? Goku <laughs> and Naruto. Yeah, we haven't had oh, any uh, like One Piece, any Resident Evil representation either, have we? Nope, no. not a playable character. No, no. I know people ask for Leon. There's a lot of Resident, Resident Evil, Evil games coming to Switch. Resident Evil character in Smash. I've wanted Wesker, obviously, but you know, it I would just... most likely be Chris. Chris, yeah, maybe Chris Leon. Or Leon. Yeah, I can see Ada in there, Jill. So before we get to the questions uh, from our patrons about the the Smash DLC, uh, none of them specifically ask what five do we want or do you think. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I just, just na- name me some that you like. You talked about some like who do you th- who do you realistically think I, will be these five characters? I realistically want you know I love it, man. Easy easy alliances. You know I really want a Nintendo a Sony character and a Microsoft character in this game. I think it is it would just be a an epic hug everyone around you moment. You throw in Kratos, Kratos. 
it, it, it doesn't sound too crazy to me. Honestly, you have Viking uh, Nordic Kratos in there mm-hmm. to represent Sony and, uh, you know, Master Chief or, or Banjo on the Microsoft side. Yeah. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. It would be the, the icing on the cake for what is uh, the, one of the best crossover anything. You know, it, Smash is the thing of crossovers. So it, w- it would just be perfection. What about you, Blood? I mean, I've been throwing them out as I've been getting them. Um, But, yeah, I I really think that I would be looking for more of those, like, big, impossible asks more than anything. Can you imagine Kratos? He's so nuts. It seems Um, impossible. Yeah, hopefully nothing like, you know, we get weird uh, <laughs> to segue into whatever we're going to do. The Detective Pikachu, you know? It's like, oh, jeez. Like, we're getting Detective Pikachu because the movie's out that. this quarter. There's there's something uh, kind of about that, but it's not what you think, I yeah, bet. Yeah, I I, I, the biggest disappointment would be, for me, is if they have more Fire Emblem and more Pokemon characters. Right. That's no disrespect to those franchises at all. I'm just saying there's a lot of representation for those franchises already. Yeah. I would love something from something that hasn't been represented as much in Smash. So that's a common uh, viewpoint I see amongst uh, the Smash discussions from yeah. DLC characters. Uh, I will go I will go with, uh, not worst, I don't want to say worst case scenario, but the more pragmatic view here is that I think... Nintendo, if Nintendo is in control of these decisions for the five DLC, I think, sorry to say this, Uber, you're probably definitely getting another Fire Emblem character, yeah. probably from Three Houses, and it'll be probably timed around that game's mm-hmm. release so that it helps promote that. Detective And you'll probably, no, not Detective Pikachu, you'll probably get a new uh, Gen 8 or a Pokemon from uh, Gen 9, sorry, whatever, yeah. Gen 8 to 9, mm-hmm. from uh, Pokemon 2019. Mm-hmm. You'll probably get one of the new starters from that will probably be one of the new playable DLC characters as well, as I would would bank a lot of money on those two. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually think it's time for another Zelda character. There has not been a brand new Zelda character, I believe, since Melee. Because you had had Ganondorf, Sheik Zelda, and Young Link and Link. They just changed outfits and stuff, but, like, that's been it since Melee. So, yeah, like, Midna, Zan. I mean, there's so many different, like, Urbosa. From uh, you know Breath of the mm-hmm, Wild sure. as a champion, mm-hmm. you know I don't see them doing any champions without doing all four. That's just, there's, it's weird to pull in any kind of favoritism out of those. True. There's a lot of Zelda characters though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely room for at least one more in there. Cass. So and especially with Breath of the Wild. Cass. Cass. Yes. Cass. So <laughs> the final Smash. Just playing like it plays you a song and stuff, mm-hmm. and you're like the like the, the the message at the end is like how you're getting final smash. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um, uh, I I do believe it'll be a Zelda thing because Breath of the Wild still selling very well, um, and they want to keep that game and that series. They want to keep the promotion going for that. So I think yeah. those three are definitely a lock. Dude, did you say Ganon? So that, How cool would Ganon like, be like you, you, pig Ganon? So monster, like, monster Ganon, yeah. Mm. Not Ganondorf. So wielding a, a triant, trident, but like that's so that's been like one of big. Ganondorf's final smashes is that yeah. uh, Ganon turns into Ganon and just like runs across the stage yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and does that. Love that. Um, yeah, but we, they prove it's, it's weird though. Because size is not an issue because Ridley. Yeah. What's, what's funny though is with, with Ganon in particular, it's become more and more animal <laughs> as the years have gone on. Like originally Ganon was. You know, it was a humanoid with a pig face, 
And now, you know, uh, not counting Breath of the Wild, Ganon is like almost like full on boar. Yeah. For sure. And Breath of the Wild is just, yeah. I don't know, this strange amalgam. Yeah. Like, it's messy, I don't know, goofy But they can do like the iconic, like, blue with the tridents and, like, you know, the, the yeah. tusks. I knew you I was know. forgetting someone. Who? Girahim. That would be, Dude. I know fans would like that Dude. one. Dude. That'd be a weird one, but sure. I, I think, need it. I think fans would like that I one. I want it. I want, oh, God. Get me. I can't go down the smash, the smash dream hole, dude. It, nothing gets me like it. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, Impa would. All, I mean, never have chic, but Impa, especially yeah. after Impa's representation in Hyrule Warriors, uh, mm-hmm. with the, the the different weapon sets and stuff, would be mm-hmm. kind of cool to see. But there's plenty. Let's get into some questions, though. Cool. Get some questions about Smash DLC. Uh, B Singer, Smash looks great. But I'm someone that would probably play single player often, more often than multiplayer. Hmm. Do you think World of Light and Spirits mode, along with other returning modes, will be enough to make Smash a worthwhile purchase for someone like me? That's a tough call. Um, I can, I can really, I feel like I can really speak to this because growing up, I played so much Smash locally with friends. You know, I was fortunate enough to to meet Brad at a young age, and we played Smash growing up. As the years have gone on, and, you know, it, you don't hang out at home as much, so it's more online, like, I don't really play Smash Online. So the last one, the Wii U one, I barely played, because just, like, playing solo online just doesn't capture that spirit, you know? Smash, mm-hmm. to me, will always be local, local multiplayer. Um, and especially if you're not into the multiplayer to begin with... Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough call. Like, I wrestle with the idea, too. Like, am I going to buy this? Like, all my friends already have it. Really, the only time I'm going to play is when I'm here with you guys. Mm-hmm. Or, It's tough. Fighting fighting game value is tough because you yeah, got to, well, you know, are you committed or not? Yeah, well, and I think when you talk about single-player modes, you know, when you look at uh, the early Smash Brothers games as well as, you know, fighting games traditionally, you're really just... You're doing. You're going through the same motions over and over again. Mm-hmm. Just you know, every new character is like, okay, let's go through that story mode again. Okay, let's go through the challenge modes, and uh, with this many characters, in a way, it actually disincentivizes that. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm never gonna go through with all 74 characters. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, yeah, whether uh, whether these new single player modes can give you that reason to stick with it yeah uh and and as as long as that direct was i don't know that i feel confident in saying either way like Mm -hmm. how interesting that mode is yet yeah yeah i i kind of agree with that but yeah i don't if you don't have a buddy especially locally yeah especially if i can just only go off subspace emissary even melee's adventure mode which i like the most of Mm -hmm. any of the the ones presented so far uh, and even with like stuff like break the targets, like we don't even know what those are returning. Like break the yeah. targets, home run derby. Home run derby. Uh, I didn't pay attention to. They had some Japanese exclusive stream stuff they did recently. Hmm. I didn't. I haven't watched it, and I don't. I know they unveiled like an arcade style mode, but I don't remember if they had uh, these uh, kind of like arena style game modes that uh, are returning. But even with all that, even if it was all there, I don't think it's enough. I think part of the appeal of Smash is playing with other people. Uh, just in like a, a multiplayer competitive setting, uh, it doesn't need to be online. Like online's just there for people. It's just to help more people play. I'm personally I've never been a fan of online Smash. 
it's never been that great my experiences with mm-hmm. it but like the local play with people like that's always been like a thing for that's me one and like va- one of the biggest main draws value is. and if, if i feel like if you if you're either if that's just not your thing if you've already given it a try uh i just don't see uh, especially at a full like retail price yeah. this being worth it maybe if it ever becomes like a, a million like a player's choice game or whatever and it goes discounted maybe it might be worth getting it at that mm-hmm. point but it's clearly designed there's a lot of stuff to do in this game but like a lot of its longevity i think has to do with uh you know playing it over and over with a lot of different like people like locally yeah. at least yep. for me i agree be cautious if you don't yeah. play competitively <laughs> jake steinberg hello allies but says i, I it says Jello Allies. Jello. Jello Allies, but I don't know if I copied that wrong, so that might be a me thing. I love Jello. Uh, do you think there is room for Smash DLC outside of the five character fighter pack and Piranha Plant? With Nintendo's new focus on supporting games post-launch, I do wonder if we could see more costumes or modes come to the game in the future. There's always room for Jello. Here's the question. Here's the main. Here's the main question. Because this is this has microtransaction money written all over it echoes yeah do you count an echo as these five dlc characters they or said no echoes okay. there will not be echoes no 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 echoes for these okay for those five yeah the, who's to say they don't add them for free it, you can add them for free or you can add, start adding echoes couple bucks here couple bucks there i could see okay big big push to to sell those echoes because that's just that's such a uh, a thing people would want. I feel mm-hmm. like you know an echo of Mario is someone Waluigi. Yeah, Waluigi. You, you know, what <laughs> I can't think of any concrete examples, but I you know like, what I'm saying there. I mean, that's a sound argument. I I think I would disagree with that though, Huber, hmm. just because I think it would either be anything they do. I think will be a primary character. I don't think they're going to go the echo route anymore yeah. for any future stuff. Even no, I'm just saying like but, yeah. side DLC though. You know, you have your five. DLC characters, and then just once in a while, you know, you drop, you throw it in, in, in kind of with the alternate costumes, uh, gotcha. just additional ways to charge people for a bu- few bucks here, a few bucks there. Don't make a huge deal about it. Just be like, hey, new Echo character on the shop, four ninety nine, you know, three ninety nine, whatever it may be. You don't, you don't think? No, uh, I want, uh, I want to hear Blood Spots. I, I would kind of think yeah. that, yeah, anything that they do outside of the Fighter Pass and that very clear roadmap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would very much be like what Splatoon has done, where they they they're they are adding more things to the game, they are bringing more content to the game, but it's all just going to be free updates. Cool, that's I bas- would love that. Yeah, that's Dude, basically- free echoes would be awesome. So that's why I think you. Right? Yeah. I think it'll be free. The thing is, if they have if they already pushed this five pack DLC so hard and it's paid for characters, I think charging for anything else <laughs> is not in their plan for the first yeah. year. I, I think they would have been like upfront about yeah. at least that. I think it'll be free updates. Uh, they've been doing a Splatoon. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has dropped like a uh, alternate outfit for like Breath of the Wild Link version mm-hmm. and the the, the 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 motorcycle, the the master cycle. Yeah. Essentially, I could see them doing like, oh, here's a free like it's not, like alt outfit for a, co- a character. Here's one new music track. Uh, I, I see them weaving that in maybe in between these the the bundle uh, the the DLC pack releases, mm-hmm. um, but I don't see like a brand new character uh, being released for free uh, very soon. Maybe towards the end of it, they do one more bonus character like, hey, for everyone, thank you for like playing and stuff. Here's like a new character as well, 
and just weaving it in. Because they have been doing that Mario uh, Martez Aces. They have been doing new character releases for free nice. like that. So they, they, they do have multiple strategies for that. Uh, and I think that would be the safest route, is just weaving in free ones in between that. But smart. I think we're thinking just in terms of like one year. I, I want to expand this. Uh, the, the, see, the, I view this as a question asking about the, lo- the larger picture, the, like the longer term, beyond year one, beyond that February 2020. Yeah. Well, I have to believe Nintendo's going to support this game for like many years. Yeah. Because as the title implies, Smash Ultimate, they've thrown everything into this game. There's no way another Smash game is coming out like within the next several years. I, this has to be right. probably the only one that will probably come out on Switch, period. Yeah. yeah. And Very safe bet. I, yeah, I would guess there. I would not be surprised if there's a second round of updates and stuff planned for year two mm-hmm. and yeah. beyond. Hundred percent. So yeah, this this thing's gonna go for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I, and twenty five is a lot of money, but for five characters, five stages, that's actually a pretty freaking good value. You know, I I compare everything to Fortnite because it's the biggest game on earth. But like a skin in Fortnite is fifteen or twenty bucks for one. skin. Skin. This is five characters and five stages for yeah. twenty five. Like, could be a lot worse. Like Nintendo, Nintendo too has like that Disney power of like <laughs> whatever we charge. You know, Jurassic Park people will pay it thousand a day, ten thousand a day. Think thing is so, Fortnite, Fortnite's free to play. Yeah, so people don't think as I mean. There's got to be a price point where eventually sure. you get a question, why am I really buying this? Yeah. But I think when a game's priced uh, uh, with a like a re- retail release, mm-hmm. th- this would be you 60 gotta, bucks. Yeah, bring it down. People are now yeah. going to compare. Is that $25 is almost half the price of the game? For sure. There's five characters, five new stages. Mm-hmm. But what I like, especially for Ultimate, that's, for sure. that's how people start viewing it, I think. For it's sure. a little slightly different there between a free to play and true. a retail release. True, true, true. Um, our next question is from uh, Greg Ellis. Greeting, allies. Does asking people to buy into characters before announcing them <laughs> set up people for disappointment? I understand the idea of getting people excited with each release of a character, but it feels like such a high risk. Injustice 2 got some really bad attention because of a season pass with which announced nine DLC characters, only five of which were DC characters. Two were guests from other media outside of DC Comics, and two characters were transferred straight from Mortal Kombat. A lot of people who are expecting nine different and distinct DC characters express their disappointment. Is Nintendo creating this scenario for themselves? What if one of these five promised characters feels cheap or an easy way to make up the numbers? What if none of those chosen five are Waluigi? Are we (laughs) going to see Backlash or does Super Smash Brothers get a pass? Uh, I would wait. They were, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. They were right up front with saying, hey. You don't know what this is. Don't buy it if you don't have to. And I think uh, Witcher Three did the same thing. He's like, "Hey, we've we've got this deal. You can you know buy the expansion pass if you want to do it. Uh, if you are skeptical, don't do it. Yeah. Straight up, just don't do it. it. Yeah. So it is one of those things where it there's it, there's definitely responsibility on you for spending your money. You know, mm-hmm. if if you are so all in on Smash that you're fine with. Piranha Plant and with Isabel and with you know, all these uh, random character, random Fire Emblem yeah. character number three, um, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you know, then then yeah, They're get your eight. fighter pass. But uh, otherwise, then yeah, wait. Yeah, There's no reason you shouldn't wait. You save what a couple of bucks by getting the pass. Yeah. It, if you buy them in a bundle, it's like you save a few bucks. It's like five. I think it's roughly just under five dollars. Like it's like four ninety five. You save, <laughs> I guess. It's five times five ninety five. Um, 
I, yeah, I think yeah, they were upfront blood. They're, the the they're also not coming out right away. Yeah. Like that's a lot. Of, like some of these games, like uh, like was it just recently? So look over six, like yeah. right away, immediately, like a uh, paid character and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's not doing that with Smash Brothers. It's going to be a little bit of time before the first packs even available. Mm-hmm. So you'll probably know before each of these ones are available on an individual level. You'll at least know what you're getting into. So you can either play the safe route and buy them individually, like. Like, is it worth five dollars? It's a five dollar gamble, essentially, if you yeah. buy the pass, or yeah, you're gonna pony up five extra dollars over a twelve month period, but to be sure. But like, let's say one pack is one you absolutely don't like. And for me, I remember during Smash, uh, there was one of them for Smash Brothers for Wii U that I didn't buy into immediately and stuff, and I passed over it and stuff. Eventually, went on sale and got discounted, I believe. But yeah, like that, that choice is yours though. You you're more informed and. Y- if you bought in originally, you're not getting that money back. And if you buy individually, if you buy the packs individually, and you find one that you don't want, you just saved yourself like six bucks there. Yeah. You, you, you just got your, like your return basically. Yeah. You saved yourself. Like a fire random fire emblem character number three. Yeah, I'll just skip yeah. that one. Like the bundle <laughs> price is always going to be there. It's not going away as far as I know. So just wait. Like even if the first one comes out and you don't like it. You know, okay, cool. You know, keep holding on. If the other four are worth it to you, you know, you buy them individually. But like, you just, you don't even have the even the first one or two are to your liking. You know, you, you either don't buy them right away and wait, like wait for the pass. Like you have so many different options. I know, yeah. but it's definitely a gamble if you go in right now. And I would strongly advise. Like, I'm not buying the season pass like until I at least know one of the characters. Absolutely not doing that. Dude, good character, Robotnik. Hmm. Yep. Throw Eggman That's in there. That's good. Let's Echo go. Fighter would be, what would it be? If you did Robotnik, Echo Fighter would be Eggman. Eggman. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, last question for Smash DLC comes from Sheldon. Um, will Sakurai ever be free of Smash? <laughs> During the Direct, he wondered when he'd get to take a break. In the past, it's been Awada who approached Sakurai with ideas. And, and with Ultimate, at times, it felt like a last favor for an old friend. Once the DLC is done, is it time to let go of the franchise and maybe even Nintendo for Could Sakurai? Could be. Never thought I'd see... Uh, I know it's way different circumstances, but I never thought I'd see Kojima mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shed Metal Gear. Again, it's different circumstances, of course, but... Um, it's not that different. Both of them talked about getting away from the franchise many times yeah. over the years. But year. I feel like if the if the Konami drama didn't go down, like sure. Kojima would probably still be <laughs> cooking. Yeah. Here's... Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts, Blood? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's strange because, you know, he did step away, and then Iwata announced the game anyways, and so he had to create a company and hire people and make a new Smash Brothers, and, you know, and, and somewhere in between there he managed to make a Kid Icarus game. So, yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if he, you know, wanders off and does something entirely different. Uh, and, especially, and as you said, especially as it's being called Ultimate, it might take a while before he's he's done with it, but then he he might really be done with it for a while. Yeah. I I, I actually don't know where to go with the next measure. We don't need to really get into that because <laughs> we got to move along. But on the subject of Sakurai and what he does next, a lot of his history is tied to HAL Laboratory and before he left and Awada specifically. And I think since, unfortunately, like that has ended uh, with Iwata's passing, um, but Sakurai kind of fulfilling this last obligation to 
finish Smash Brothers Ultimate, which probably began promotion while Awada was still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that I do get the sense that this might be like the end for like Sakurai and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would not be surprised if once this is all said and done and DLC roadmap is like outlined for like years or whatever. He moves on, but I do th- think Nintendo's gonna try and pressure him to stay as long as possible, especially with the DLC obligations. They're like, no, like, it could be why they're wrestling. They took away control. Maybe they didn't take away control. Maybe they realized Sakurai wants to leave, and now it's on us to pick the DLC and support mm-hmm. it for him. But Sakurai, he, yeah, he started with Kirby. Like, mm-hmm. he he, he likes uh, he New definitely Kirby. he's a game designer at heart. Uh, I mean, if he could stay within like Nintendo, you know, maybe go back and work with Hal on Kirby, uh, Hal Laboratory. That could be a potential thing for him, but I could also see him wanting to like branch out and do his own thing. Like that was kind of mm. what he did try to do with Sora was yeah. t- to be contracted to work on other things, and he ended up just being contracted by Nintendo. So he just ended up just going back to Nintendo. So yeah, I I think that might be that his heart might his mind already might have been next up decided. Yeah, cross franchise battle royale. <laughs> oh, <laughs> four player. Fighting game opponent battle royale. Sorry, I'm making a bad reference. To the original prototype name was Smash Brothers. Um, that's a good, that's enough Smash Brothers talk. We talked about Smash Brothers a lot over the mm. last few episodes too. Definitely. Um, Big let's, game. let's move on to something else. Let's move on to something other than Smash for a little bit. Let's talk about Pokemon <laughs> and something that dropped for Detective Pikachu. A trailer. Can't believe this. A trailer for a live action Pokemon movie. It's I, real. I kept yeah. hearing people talk about it on Twitter all day yesterday, and I didn't have a chance to like dig it up. And then finally, I reviewed Huber's Hitman uh, review before while well, he was still out getting food. And then at end of YouTube recommendations, there's this trailer. I'm like, <laughs> like oh, all right, yeah, here we go. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> buckle up. For- Furry Pokemon. <laughs> Very furry. Like, that's the biggest takeaway is fur. Like, so much fur. I, I get that. I, so, I, I, this is probably the most important thing to talk about. It seems to be like the one divisive thing about this amongst like Pokemon fans. So many Pokemon look grotesque. Yeah. But, like, I get Kyle, it. They're, they're Kyle, good for a realistic look. Kyle, Pikachu looks okay. Yeah, Pikachu looks okay. Kyle really nailed it with uh, Jigglypuff. He's like, dude, Jigglypuff is like a balloon. Jigglypuff should not have fur. Right. So that. But me. like Psyduck <laughs> looks like a Psyduck duck. looks amazing. Looks like a duck. Some Charizard look looks like a dragon. And the problem with Charizard for me was that he looked a little low budget, like mm-hmm. CG wise. So he's out of, he's out of focus him, yeah. in a lot of the shots, though. Yeah, uh, he's and it's like he's very zoomed in on it. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I almost feel like it, with Charizard, yeah. it's the opposite. Like they didn't want to bother making scales. Like we're gonna make him look kind of <laughs> scaly, textured, but not all the detail of the scales. I don't know. I'd have to minor, look at it again. Minor nitpicks aside, it looks awesome. I'm day one IMAX. Day one IMAX. <laughs> no IMAX doubt. I can't even believe it. Like, like a realistic Pokemon, dude. It, it's so cool. Live like, action. It looks... It looks like it's actually a, like a high budget. Film. Yeah, it looks like a Hollywood blockbuster. It does blockbuster. not look like your average like video game adaptation totally. where... It might they might trailers might do a good job of masking it, mm-hmm. but there's clearly where they cut corners in some part. This yeah. is like no. It looks like a lot of money. Hollywood summer blockbuster like visual look to it, you know, like a like a Batman trilogy or like an MCU movie. The tone of it all, uh, you I know, don't clearly know, not a two hundred million a Super dollar Mario budget. Brothers movie vibe. 
Like, no, really? What? No, this looks professional. No. <laughs> Just because, like, the, the visuals. Ryan Reynolds VO? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Like, a Pikachu. Bob Hoskins was a huge star at the time. Dude. Dennis Hopper was a huge star. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Thank you, bud. <laughs> I think that, and that's the thing. It's just like this almost a strange, like, let's make it kind of real world, not actually all that related to the subject matter. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't totally know. Like, I don't know if it's like that's enough to judge it based on the trailer. There are a lot no, of like, there are lot references here and there, like, like, like nods to like the games and like the world of the games as well. I think the problem with Mario Brothers, real quick, is that like it went for a realistic look, but it just looked goofy though because <laughs> Mario Brothers never ever intended to like look real or even like take place <laughs> in the real Pokemon. world. Yeah. But like Pokemon's supposed to, it's supposed to be the real world but like Pokemon exists. That's like the premise of I it. Think... It's like it's your daily life and then these creatures just exist alongside you. And like first group shot Pokemon is mingling in with people yeah. and stuff. Like that's probably how it would work if you, I think yeah. uh, the the one shot we didn't get, you know, yeah. because we got the the you, you know the these again these, these traditional Hollywood trailers, right? It'll flash the title and then come back with like a little stinger at the end. It was like Charizard kind of coming up and munching, Trying right? Trying to bite Pikachu. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're saving it if it's not done yet. Would have loved for a classic, like. Throw out the poke ball. Yeah, that was one thing we did. Yeah, that's they're, what, you're saving that Huber. Save it, right? That's but, a moment. Respect for saving it, but you would think in the the, the debut trailer that they would like show you that. Know, show that. So I'm wondering. I guess like the, like the main character though, they, they're setting it up as that they're like looked at doing like a dead end job and stuff. Like it almost like like tech support or some kind. They had, like the headset on and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You got the pressure of like, hey, your dad was this great person. You could be like, he goes, I'm not my dad and stuff. Yeah. Dad goes missing. Rebelling so. against the gym. Yeah, but he got he's got all these posters of these classic fights, uh, the, the 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 battles and stuff between the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, there's that that background there. So you know that's gonna happen. Like there's Definitely. gonna, there, I think they're saving it either for like the next trailer, mm-hmm. uh, or they want those reveals to be in like the gym movie, like battle. Yeah, the hype, gym dude, battle. I'm so like ready the badge moment. Dude, <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, Lee character looks super jolly too. I haven't. So the thing, problem is, I haven't played Detective Pikachu, so I don't really understand. I don't know where the lore lines up with this. Uh. The the but the concept of him being able to understand and having one voice, and then everyone else just hearing like the classic Pikachu voice. <laughs> it's <laughs> really weird to me. Like uh, I don't understand why he isn't just Detective Pikachu, and that's just his character. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's something that'll have to be explained in the film, obviously. It's like, a Kyle Bossman question. Yeah, we're like, Ooh, why is this going on? He, I mean, the trailer kind of like the best you assume is that, oh, he worked with his father or something. So there's maybe there's some like bond there or something about his family line. Who knows what it mm-hmm. is, you know, but I, I, they obviously have to have an answer for that that hopefully yeah. makes like good sense. But yeah, I, I, I got to believe that. Totally. It looks like it was the driving plot. Like, yo, you can hear me. What? You understand me? It's hilarious because his voice is the cute Pika Pika too. I thought it was gonna be like Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Pika Pika, yeah. and then he does it. It's like the game Pika Pika. I was it's like, so oh, okay. good. oh, you're adorable. Oh yeah, you're adorable. You can't hear me. Like, I, like I think the line delivery, like the the dialogue for Ryan Reynolds is pretty yeah. good. Like, well, the post credits scene setting up the Pokemon Cinematic Universe be Mewtwo crashing to Earth. Giovanni, like within a chamber with Mewtwo. Yeah, <laughs> who's playing Giovanni, baby? Yeah, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. <laughs> yeah, he's like in the meth cooking Mewtwo, <laughs> and he comes out, and Jesse shows up. 
<laughs> so good. No, I'm ready. We we got a few quick questions about uh, Pokemon. Perfect. Uh, okay. Detective Pikachu. Uh, our reactions. Eric Jackson. In the wake of the Detective Pikachu trailer, um, what Nintendo properties would you love to see adapted into a film or show? It can simply be a character or a franchise, and not necessarily an adaptation of a specific game. Hmm. Blood, you know. Metroid. Come on. Don't require a lot of budget. Yes. If Metroid it's would be Who's a heck got, of a lot of budget. That's what I mean, though. Who's got the budget? Nintendo. Who's got the budget? Pony up, James dude. Cameron's Metroid. <laughs> James Cameron's <laughs> Metroid, dude. Oh, oh yes. James Cameron. Dude. Yes, Damiani. That would uh, be a visual I think, feast. Uh, Metroid would be so hard. I think it would be hard. It would be very hard, of course, but... The, the 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 framework is there for just a sci-fi epic, dude. Mm. I feel like that uh, like Netflix animated version, like with Castlevania from Metroid, yeah. would be like I mean, the that's safest cool. route. That's that is safe. But and you cool. want the live action? Yeah, Let's and like th- Zelda too, obviously. Like that'd be like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the budget. Rings, yeah. So don't know about that one. That's why I really want Metroid, because like. It would, you know, everyone's obviously going to compare a Zelda to a Game of Thrones or a Lord of the Rings. So I mean, Metroid, Metroid always get compared we'll to Aliens. Aliens, yeah. of course. But yeah. Aliens is so, like, I guess the new one just came out. Yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, at this point, we're, get, we're getting this. We're getting Detective Pichu, and we're getting uh, Illumination's Mario adaptation. <laughs> so let's see how these go. Yeah. And right. then maybe we can, because right now the best I could say is, like, uh, the Castlevania Netflix was, like, yeah. a really good uh, adaptation. And I so. think the thing too with Metroid, it's like it would be such an un Nintendo thing if you were going to make that into a more realistic film. Because Metroid sucking the heck out of somebody is brutal. Yeah. You're going to show Dude. that? You're going to have these big freaking claws just clamp oh, into so somebody's epic. body? Dude, got Guillermo either. del Toro's no, uh, Metroid. You know, Let's go. The creature designs that would be amazing. <sighs> I, I forgot this. Uh, Brie Larson. Uh, Went for Halloween as Met- as not Metroid, as Samus, Samus. Dude, and Samus. even tweet out like, "Oh, the, that's so sad. There'll never be a Metroid movie." And, and she was basically like, "Ah, I'd love to do it and stuff." Basically, <laughs> so Larson like, as Samus, it's perfect. There you go. I mean, there perfection. There is some hope for that. Uh, Carl Williams. Now that we have seen some Pokemon designs in the uh, Detective Pikachu trailer, which Pokemon are you hoping to see in the movie, and why? So one that we haven't seen yet. Is there anyone you want to see uh, realized in this uh, oh, Detective uh, Pikachu style? Like or, Onyx or something, Onyx. yeah. That'd be intimidating. That'd be scary. Yeah. That'd be very scary. I want like Gengar or Haunter or something. Snorlax. <laughs> Snorlax. Snorlax will be there. Dude, you gotta have like... You, a- you think there's just a giant beanbag chair. <laughs> yeah. And then it wakes up slightly and then goes back to sleep. If the Snorlax <laughs> joke in the movie doesn't land, <laughs> minus points. <Ooh. laughs> you gotta nail that joke. Poke flute out. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I was thinking to see Pikachu, which is great. My favorite Pokemon, obviously. Mainstay, but like Mew. Like, there's one Pokemon that needs that fur. Give me that like cat version of Mew. Like, yeah, yeah. Mew hype. Then sell me the plushy toy of that, and I'll buy like ten of them. <laughs> we'll do that day one, baby. Um, uh, Andreas wants to know with Detective Pikachu getting a positive reaction. Do you think that we can get a Super Smash Brothers crossover event with a free skin update 
for the Pokemon in the game closer can, to the film's release. So uh, and Pokemon get, a, get like an alternate outfit, which is their yeah. movie version. Uh, Detective Pikachu Echo is is like already locked. Draft your tweets. Lock it's it in. happening. Yeah. With Ryan Reynolds voicing <laughs> it. Just, Ryan I, Reynolds voice back. They already have so many little Pikachu skins. I just think, yeah, you'll just get the cap and the magnifying glass. Yeah. Easy. Easy to throw in there. Jolly tie-in. I might already be there. Be honest. Just waiting to flip the switch. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean the game's already out, so it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. It might happen. We will. Strong thing. Um, our final topic of the episode: uh, Nintendo has begun hiring for the next Legend of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. So on the Japanese website for Nintendo, uh, two job listings were found. The first job posting is for a 3D CG designer. They specify that is for terrain topography production for stuff such as the field and dungeons. Mm -hmm. Requirements, experience making backgrounds in Maya and Adobe Photoshop, working in HD hardware hardware and Japanese fluency. Um, It's like other skills as well. Uh, And it says interest in Zelda is like one of the like other things they're looking for. The second posting is for a level designer. They're looking for someone to plan game events, the field dungeons, as well as enemies and uh, experience working as a game planner for consumer games and Japanese fluency. So the 3D CG thing obviously means it's for the next Breath of the Wild entry because I saw some people trying to ask, oh, is this for the new, this is the next Zelda game? Would it like, could be 2D? And like, no, nah, you're not hiring that 3D CG person if it's for, mm-hmm. if it's for Breath of the Wild too, essentially. So we got some questions yes. about about this, and the, so you saw they mentioned dungeons. Yes. Yeah. And the first question from Anthony, take uh, talking Zelda. I would, of course, love to see more uniquely themed dungeons return, mm-hmm. but especially those of the spooky variety. Yes. I want the fear I felt going into the Shadow Temple in Ocarina, yeah. or the dread as you enter the moon in Majora's Mask. What themed dungeon would you most like to see return? Maybe something completely different. Yeah, I mean, it, you nailed it. That's, I think, what everyone wanted after Breath of the Wild was better dungeons. Um Similar to uh, Twilight Princess. They do some of my favorite dungeons in the franchise. Yeah. You know, the uh, ice... What is it? The um, Yeah, the it? Yetis. The Yeti one. Yeah. Snow Snow you want more of that? Snow, Snow, Snow Peak. Peak. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Because there's, there's always the Majora's Mask one, which is Snow Head Temple. Yeah. And then there's Snow Peak Ruins. Snow Peak Ruins is, is it. the yeah, mansion yeah, yeah. level in yes. Twilight Princess. Um like you no, know, I love that humor. Yeah, like yeah. just like that. Non traditional yes. dungeons. Like you don't think it's a dungeon. Yeah. You're going through like a manor in exactly. that one. Exactly. And that was something I expected. Uh, that's that was what they sold me on with uh, Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. I was like unconventional areas. You, this part of the environment might feel like a dungeon. I'm like, yep. oh my gosh, it'd be awesome. But obviously, for me, it didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. But. I'd love, aside from a good traditional dungeon, mm-hmm. I'd love to see just something more unconventional, like uh, just some kind of area you wouldn't expect to be a dungeon, but they yeah. turn it into that a well, there's that there was that section of the map that I was slightly let down on where it was like always storming. Like you saw it in the distance. There was like all these thunderstorms the lightning, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you the get Northwest. there and it was, there's a bunch of mushroomy things, but it didn't feel like there's a whole lot going on <laughs> with it. What about like, there are two other parts like that. The the all dark area. Like mm-hmm. the all, I uh, forget the name of the zone in Breath of the Wild, but like it was like, right. it was like dark forest. Yeah. And you had to like light up stuff to navigate. It wasn't a proper dungeon, but it felt kind of like, yeah, like that. Dude, yeah. I love that part. Like it would have been great if that was like a mandatory. I forget if it was mandatory, but but if it 
let's say it wasn't a mandatory objective that was like a dungeon even optional heck optional dungeons would be a great idea for this. oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah because because i think that's the thing is like you know piggyback on that idea with the shrines where like it could be anywhere you could stumble across it but you stumble across something that's just gigantic you just mm-hmm. like you know like i mean again going back to the original zelda like oh i burned a bush and there's a hole in the ground <laughs> And holy crap, this is level seven or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, wait, what? Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Let's go. We found a dungeon here. Yeah. Um, but any any unique theme dungeon, either like one you've They've seen before, they've gone through like, to like back, anything or... that you could think of as a theme. I think the only thing, you know, like again, going back to Snow Peak Ruins, would be to really uh, find good ways to tie that into making. Uh, the world more uh, interesting and believable story wise. Yeah. To not just even, not just be like a random maze. Yeah, even like uh, the the area in Breath of the Wild that has like the, a battle went down near the yeah. ramparts, mm-hmm. and there's like you know the arrows in stuck in shields and stuff. Like, have a little rampart be kind of a little mini dungeon, just environmental stuff like that. I like that, Huber. Just like I, I, I always love to sing its praises. Like just how Hyrule Castle was uh, presented in mm. Breath of the Wild. It essentially is a dungeon, but so many multiple paths. You can yeah. miss so many things. I would take that. If they just yeah. made like four or five or even six of those types of environments mm-hmm. in the next Breath of the Wild, and they can be mandatory or optional, but they are essentially like these giant sprawling like structures that are dungeons. There's a boss, maybe multiple bosses in there. Like I think there's a way to make dungeon-like environments again with uh, like boss encounters that like fit into the mentality of Breath of the Wild of like, explore do what you want to do see what you want to see but like it's not required to do we're not going to force you to do this but there would be a good payoff um theme wise i think they'll yeah as blood said they've pretty much like done everything i mean i'd be glad to see any, almost anything right. come back uh the the the, the, the shadow temple like the spirit temple in ocarina of time like broken into two parts mm-hmm. like you have to solve it as young link a bit you have to go through it as young link unlock some parts come back as adult link mm-hmm. and then you've unlocked parts like it'd be kind of cool if they had that concept of a dungeon that you can't complete it in one go or right. something or remember uh what's it kakariko remember there's like a well yeah and, but you had to come back, like, the, drain the well or something. They need the Song of Storms. You, yeah. 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 yeah and, and so, yeah, I think something like that where, you know, you you could just be, like, in – it could be one of the regular towns. You're in there. You, you've done all kinds of quests and things. And, and, and then all of a sudden you get some kind of item or spell or something, and you open up something like that, something like a well draining where – under the town, there's all kinds of other craziness. Yeah, and really tie in the the context and the 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 motivations for each dungeon too. You know, having some like Dragon Quest does it really well. I feel like you're going into a dungeon for a specific reason. Like maybe someone's in there. Like I think of Dragon Quest Eight. You mm. know, he throws the the like mystical ball down there, and it lands on the monster, and the monster gets like really mean and defend. You know, just having more of that tie in rather yeah. than. Uh, you know, I'm oh, like like Breath of the Wild well, think about, tried that kind of yeah. with the with the guardians. Like you're kind of going in there to free the guardians. I like that. Just it it was kind of repetitive by the end. Yeah, just having more reasons to kind of go in there. Or you know, we had the the dragons in Breath of the Wild were you know relatively peaceful. Uh, but imagine if you did something to to anger a dragon, and it just burrows its way into a mountain and you follow it into that burrow and then there's the whole like dungeon. Yeah. The dungeon like yeah unique stuff like that yeah. would like just like 
like a sense of like awe totally make me go like wow like those individual stories heck, heck, within yeah, I, each dungeon dude i would take that i would take if they broke the next like map into like regional areas mm-hmm. and they're not all required just like breath of the wild yeah you go to one area like there's a tribe or something it has its own story yeah. and there's a dungeon associated with that like it's kind of more of the traditional zelda but you just make it optional and like maybe you know the dungeon you can go about it different ways mm-hmm. love to see that things tell me Ani, if breath of the wild 2 was exactly the same mm-hmm. like pretty much looks the same just like a different the same a different You're world or something different area yeah. but with better dungeons would that be enough for you would you be happy i don't i mean it would be it'd be an It'd be a good step. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can definitely say that would make me happy. I mean, mm-hmm. it still need to be good. I, I can qualify this, Huber. Mm-hmm. I can say there's two other things I'm looking for uh, for them to evolve in the next game that was introduced in Breath of the Wild. Um, they put a limit on items. Uh, you basically got every item you were getting in right. the initial training area, the, the tutorial area. Mm-hmm. And it made sense why. Because every puzzle revolved around you having those access to that immediately. Mm-hmm. I would love to see an evolution of that where they add a few more items. They are rewards for going out and doing an optional dungeon or something like that. And while there is a way to solve, or I keep saying solve, to complete a dungeon uh, with the core set of items you might get again, maybe there are shortcuts and stuff that make dungeons easier if you have those optional items. Or even an optional dungeon that cannot be done with your core set of items. You have to go get additional items. Basically rewarding you for exploring, doing optional dungeons, getting new items, Mm -hmm. but like they can still design dungeons in a way that has like a crit path so that you still get that sense of I can do anything in any order. I don't need to rely on like there's no specific hookshot puzzle that I have to complete or else I can't beat it. Maybe a room does have a hookshot puzzle, but like eh, I'm just gonna go this way and do that. But it takes you through a whole different like wing of a dungeon or something. Like that's ambitious. That's yeah. That's that, there hype. you go. That's like that's evolve. Hype. That's keeping the structure. Totally. And then with the the the, the durability system, uh, we have all this cooking, crafting, and stuff. I want to see crafting turned into a way that I can either immediately craft. Uh, replacements for my stuff, like a system to learn it, because you could go buy replacements, mm-hmm. uh, which factored into like a like a very like strict economy there mm-hmm. for a lot of the game. I did like that. But what if there was a way to either like you spend like to buy like a tome, and now like I know how to make this item again, or if you don't want to go that route and want to address the durability concerns, a way to make items like reinforced. Like some kind of like you find a new gem or something like a blacksmith forging system. Like this bow will only last for like 20 shots or something and then it's going to break or it's about to break. You bring it to a blacksmith or something. If you have the right items, Mm -hmm. I can reforge this. So it's either the cheap version will just replenish it to full durability or I can enhance it and it'll go to like like plus. There were some things that like the plus strength plus whatever. Mm -hmm. But I wish you had control over and like authority over implementing that and like questing for that. Totally. Those are the two big things I'd love to see, Huber. Excellent. Gets me hyped on that. Any other last thing you'd want to see from the new Zelda that you're looking forward to or like your hope and dream for it? What do you say, Blood? <laughs> what do you say? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's They, they brought in a lot of good stuff. Um, maybe uh, some kind of upgrade to that glider. You know, yeah. using the the fire was a neat trick, but it really didn't work that well. So finding a way to like really like utilize that glider in a way that you could gain lift to like particularly late game when you like you've had enough of climbing. 
You've had enough of waiting out the rain. <laughs> you know? Yeah, essentially you had uh, Rivali's wind. Like, yeah. trying to do that. Yeah, but you, that you was get that, but, but like, yeah. Uh, I think it'd be nice to see like uh, if they're going to bring that glider back, mm-hmm. if they could give you like advancements to it over the course of the game to make it or like the hook shot, maybe more like a grapple. Oh, Watch off know? with the hook shot. That's a Assassin's yeah. Creed, right? Like Batman. while you're gliding. Oh, Batman. Yeah, it's Batman. Very yeah. Batman. Sorry, yeah, it's Batman, not Assassin's Creed. Oh my gosh, yes. Like yeah. just like okay, there you go. I like this. I like this blood. <sighs> and, so and last thing for you, Huber. Are you good? Yeah, just just dungeons. Really, yeah. that's the only only complaint I had with Breath of the Wild. Just better dungeons. Don't know when we're gonna. St- hear or see about this i don't think even to see three we'll hear or see about like the, 2024 the, yeah, yeah not, at least not breath of the wild too <laughs> yeah. yeah we might hear about like a new <laughs> zelda game but yeah it's probably not gonna hear anything till like e3 2020 it'll be cross-platform yeah. with switch and their next system yeah switch pro of course <laughs> the, the switch the switch er death stranding though will be before or after the new zelda before, be before. <laughs> easily before I bet that game's looking before. like a real game at this point yeah i bet it is uh, but yeah, that's that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Good conversation stuff. Good times. Um, thank you to everyone who submitted your questions for this episode. If you'd like to have your question considered for a future episode of Friend Code, uh, you gotta be a five dollar and up patron. Uh, I'll put up a post the week we are recording, calling for your Q and A submissions. Uh, I'll always remind you just keep the questions uh, related to the topics uh, for the episode. I always make you aware of the topics we'll be talking about in that post. Uh, and uh, this is the first time I put in the post. Make your questions a little bit more concise. Thank you, everyone. You've made your questions very concise this time. Helped helped a lot. I can get more in that way nice. uh, when they're they're a little bit uh, more condensed like that. And again, uh, if you're also a dollar patron or up, you get this episode and uh, all other episodes of Friend Code, future episodes, uh, early access. Uh, that will be... Wait, uh, $5 for early access. Five bones. Oh, yeah. Five dollars. Thank you. I think I said one dollar last time. Blood was checked. Well, <laughs> correction from last episode. It's not one dollar. Five dollar and up get early access to this. But uh, you also, in addition to getting some Q&A for this, you get early access. Uh, Sunday evenings is when the episode goes up for patrons the week we're recording. Uh, otherwise, it is available the following Tuesday that we record. A week from the... We record pretty much on a Tuesday. A week after is when it'll be available for everyone else who is not a patron. But thank you again for your support. Thank you both for joining me on this episode. And until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.